everyone. Welcome back to the Arrow Panel. This is episode 11, and I'm your host, uh, James McGarren, a.k.a. Buzzard. Roger Clark, at Roger Clark on Twitter. I'm Funga, Jeff Lloyd. And I'm Dalton Runberg, Blue Chaos. Me and Roger, we took some time off last week, but we're back. The whole gang is here. We're all back again. Uh, Roger was uh, out of town for a little while, and I just wasn't feeling well, so I didn't show up. (laughs) Yeah, I decided to go out of town and play DDR instead of doing it here. (laughs) You had a valid reason. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I did play some DDR this week, and uh, so that makes me qualified to be on the show. I didn't play the DDR this week, so I think I should leave. Mm, yeah, I think, I think you, of all people, you should leave. Yeah. I, we went running on sun, Monday? Sunday. Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. And my legs have been broken all week, yeah. so. Same. But I did play some Dragon Force songs on Saturday, so does that count? It's ITG, though. Oh, yeah, that counts. Oh, okay, enough. I'm okay. We, well, we ran six miles, and then I played more ITG for oh, some yeah. reason. Yeah, oh, that was dumb. Sounds that like was... that's how you broke your legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just about. Uh, well, anyway, I think I thought we'd start off with some news. Uh, so the big news for this week is uh, KAC was announced at the last uh, Bimani Nama. Or is that what it's called? Bimani, the Bimani yeah, podcast? Binama. Binama, that's right. But don't we have to talk about Dreaming first? Oh, okay, sure, yeah. There's also a new song that came out, Dreaming-ing. Which uh, actually, surprisingly, uh, made its way stateside yes. as well. So, Well, it's yeah. by a, an in-house Konami artist, correct? I think it's by Tomsuke, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Under an alias, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like the, the new song for Konami's like, idol game that they're making. <laughs> and it's got a back, uh, background video, like a custom background video. And uh, yes, the surprising thing is that it's actually playable in America. Um, presumably because it is a Konami original, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how like like the game is ever is is the game going to be released in America? Otherwise, it kind of like seems weird. But <laughs> I mean, I I, I hope they release everything here. Well, yeah. I mean, including even idle games. Uh, sure, why not? It'll, <laughs> it'll it'll increase the halo effect around DDR. So there's uh what is there an idle game that's already out in the U.S.? Try to think about it's round like one. Project Diva. Project Diva. Yeah. Well, well that's I, not really an idle game. I it's mean, like, the ones that people talk about are like Love Live and Idol Master. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think that there's anything like that officially out here. Mm-hmm. I think you, you can get the apps on the App Store and stuff like that, but I don't think there's like a arcade machine in the U.S. or anything. Of all the games that Konami would choose to try in the U.S., it would be weird to try an Idol game first. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Sounds how's the chart, though? Oh, yeah, the chart, uh, pretty forgettable, in my opinion. What do you think? It's it's eighth notes. It's <laughs> it's 180 BPM, which is a great BPM. So it's really easy to MA. Um, I played it last night and got some good scores. And yeah, like three on that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. was that first try. First try seven. Uh-huh. Second try three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I th- I thought it was fun, but you know, of course, it's like not a super hard song, so I probably won't be playing it very much more. Is it twelve? Yeah, it's a 12. Okay. I hear 180 BPM, 12 notes, or uh, 8th notes, and I hear 12 in my head, just like yeah, ringing. It's just... And I hear 180 BPM, 12 notes, and I hear 8. <laughs> oh, well. What is that, Vanessa? Well, it's 185, but that's close. That's uh, honestly a good song, though. So No, I know. I'm just trying to think about an, an, a song that's 180 BPM that has that's mostly 12 notes. And the closest I can come is uh, Vanessa. Spanish Fire. Snowy Dance? Hmm? That's not mostly twelve. It's though. not mostly. It's not also one seventy. I think it's one seventy five. I think the, the lesson here is that we just need more songs with twelve notes. That'd be great. They're, yeah. they're the best notes. And I'm more sorry. songs with one eighty because that's the best BPM. Yeah. So. <laughs> Unite the two. It's like now kiss. Yeah. Actually, you know, it'd be a great sim pack is if somebody took all the DDR songs and just like normalized them to one hundred eighty BPM. That sounds great. <laughs> Delta Max is just a constant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, somebody should try that. Hey, if one of our listeners out there wants to try that, we'll review it for you. Well, there, yeah. the, who if you want to put tons and tons of time into this project, well, thank you. Who, somebody, somebody made Delta Max but made the BPMs uh, in reverse so that it starts at 5.7. They didn't reverse yeah. the song. They oh, just, oh, yeah, just the chart. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. I and, saw a video of that. Yeah, that and so it's the beginning of the chart, but go, starting at 573 BPM. Yeah. It's the most, I think Galen made it? Maybe? I think Galen I, showed it to me. Sounds, it, yeah. It's the most hilarious thing, just the first, like, 10 seconds of yeah. that. Like, yeah. Because, like, half the song, like, like 80% of the notes are gone yeah. after 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Uh, all right, yeah, so um, that's Dreaming-ing. Uh, tweet us your score if you like the song and if you did pretty well. 
Um, but uh, beyond that, do you want to talk about KAC? Yeah, let's do it. Any other news that uh, you want? To I think that's that's the big news. That's the big news. Yeah. So uh, Musica and um, Reflectbeat are out for KAC now. Not that that really matters to DDR players, but um, I think that gives more of a spotlight to DDR. So first, let's let's go over what KAC is because we might have some people who yeah. are joining and who weren't present for the event last year. Exactly. So KAC Konami Arcade Championship. It's a a uh, yearly tournament that they hold in Tokyo, usually. It's been in a couple other places in the world. Um, but they seem to have settled on uh, settled at JPO Expo. There's some like an arcade expo, it's basically. Like the Japanese Arcade Entertainment Expo or something, something like that, yeah. And uh, so basically, like, Konami has a presence there, and they just also have, like, this multi-game tournament. So your favorites of 2DX and Poppin' and DDR and uh, now new stuff like Nostalgia, uh, they're all present. And... Mahjong Fight Club? Mahjong Fight Club oh, and hell Quiz, yeah. Quiz Magic Academy. Quiz yeah. Magical Academy? Yeah. Magical? Magical Quiz Academy? I thought it was Quiz Magical. I don't know. Oh, it's it's no. QMA. It's, it's definitely it's Quiz uh, Magical Academy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which has an original soundtrack, apparently. Yeah. Oh, some of the songs. And some of the songs from are in DDR. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember what it's... It has It has some Japanese characters in it. I forget what it's called. Someone goes... Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so basically, yeah, like in the past years, Reflectbeat and Musica have both been one of the games that are that are in the lineup, and they're mysteriously gone this year. So that may hint that Konami is dropping support. Like Musica was off to a very rough start um, in Japan when I was there. Um, basically, no one plays Musica, which is uh, a shame because uh, apparently the like one and a half version made it much better, mm-hmm. um, but they couldn't get over, like, the initial hump of, like, version one, which was pretty Yeah, maybe version. it was too little too late. It yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean... It's got a, it's got a nice aesthetic. I like the, like, the sharp angles that the, oh, the UI yeah. uses. It's one of the most beautiful cabinets, I think. Yeah, it's a really nice... It has thing. this, like, core in the middle that lights up. Yeah. And uh, and it's actually one of the only arcade games I know of, too, that where they blend, like, uh, elements from the outside of the screen into the screen. Yeah, too. there's, like a, like, a diagonal, like line that goes through it and like yeah. connects parts of the bezel like outside the monitor yeah it's so neat. cool actually uh, on the note of ddr2 and musica um musica the cabinet design itself is really similar to white caps which i thought was interesting yeah, there's a lot of diamonds the, 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 the diamonds. aesthetic of it yeah, yeah. the plastic and, and stuff on the outside the screen yeah and yeah. the buttons itself too like the start button same people probably did it yeah most konami who <laughs> <laughs> would guess yeah so, uh, so yeah, so the official, like, this is the seventh KAC that just got announced this past week, and, uh, like, Americans had our first taste of KAC last year for the sixth KAC, where DDR made an appearance, obviously, but also Americans were allowed to enter, um, since DDR did get a stateside release. So, uh, we can sort of go into, like, predictions or things, like, if we think anything's gonna change, or, like, I guess timeline for... Our listeners is a good thing to go over first. Well, yeah, you should also talk a little bit about your last experience, too, in case anybody missed it. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Briefly, well, briefly tell us about, like, what uh, what was the tournament like as a tournament? Like, what were they? What sort of skills were they testing and stuff? Yeah, yeah, so uh, because, as you can imagine, they're trying to run, like, 10 or 12 tournaments in, like, two days. So, and they're all broadcasted. Like, they're all, they, they're not uh, asynchronous. They're not, uh, like, going on at the same time. It's all, like, one after the other. So each tournament is, like, two hours long. Um, so you can imagine it's not like a tournament you might find in the U.S. where it's like a double elimination style NCAA bracket with match rules in the finals or something cool. Mm-hmm. It's like an exhibition kind of gauntlet stage. So at least in DDR's case, they had seven people uh, qualify, and the like. There were three first seeds, and they just went on to the finals already. There were uh, the the rest of the players like played in a semifinal match. One player moved on, and then the met up with the other three players, then those four players played in the finals. So, and it was like two songs in the semifinals and three songs in the finals, so a five-song tournament. So very different than what you would expect from something like in America or a lot of other competitions. Like, it's just, the style is very much focused on, like, the the spectacle of it all yeah. and much less on, like, the competitive integrity, as I would classify it. Yeah, yeah and, so- it's, and it's only, like, 17s and up. Yes. It's, so it's only- basically, like, an excuse for Konami to show... The best players at the hardest songs on all their crazy music games. With yes. absolutely no warm-up. Yeah, they, don't yeah. Give, they didn't give us a warm-up. So I, I went there as the second seed from the U.S. And uh, then made it out of the semifinals. And 
got third in the finals. Yeah. So the, there's an initial online qualifying yep. um, period where we talked about it a little bit last week. There's certain sets of songs to play. Uh, it adds up your total EX score. So the way it worked last year was the top two people from each region from uh, North America, Japan, and like other Asia, uh, top two people qualified. And then the highest third place person from any region was the the seventh, the wild card. Yeah, it's the seventh person. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very, very fun experience for me. Like Konami paid for our flights, which was really nice. And gave us like kind of the liaison experience. We got like a like a chauffeur, not chauffeur, but like we had like a someone from Konami who was kind of was bilingual and was helping us out and getting us settled in and stuff. You guys didn't get like a tour of the uh, the office, the Konami. Office. No, because it's in it's in far away from like Tokyo. Oh, that's it's, it's in Tokyo. I think it's in Chiba. Yeah, it's, or yeah. like somewhere close to Chiba. Oh, it's, it's considered Tokyo, but it's like Tokyo's massive. I thought it was yeah. Hongi, actually. No, no. Uh, oh, well, you mean the office? The office. Yeah, no, the yeah. J. We're talking oh. about JPO. Oh, JPO was in Chiba. J. Yeah, JPO's like an hour away from uh, like, Tokyo proper. I see. So um, there was really nothing to do besides eat a lot of cocoa, Ichibanya. Oh, wonderful! It was re- <laughs> right, very close to, to the convention center. Was I am Chris for life. His first experience at Cocoa Ichibanya. Was, was that right? his? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually, the night we flew in, we I I I was like, I'm getting cocoa. I don't know what you guys are gonna do for dinner, but I'm getting cocoa. <laughs> how long were you there, and how many times did you eat <laughs> at cocoa? <laughs> Oh man, I was in. Well, I was in Japan for like nine days, and I had cocoa probably like seven or eight times. <laughs> That's some good curry. It's really That's good. Good curry and yeah. good curry, good smell. No, good smell, good curry. Oh yeah, good smell, good curry. Sure. And that, was that Paul's first time having cocoa as well? I don't remember. I think, <laughs> he, I think he, so. he'd been to Japan he's before, been to Japan. though. Yeah, but I'm not sure if he went to cocoa. Yeah. So last year, uh, it was uh, Jeff, Chris, and uh, Hudson. Hudson was the wild card. Yep. Um, Ka- Ka- Kaze, yeah. yeah, Paul Hudson passed Paul on the last day of qualifying, uh, but and so like Paul was like, "Yeah, hey, I'll just go to Japan anyway. It'll be fun." He had already booked a flight, so yeah, so he uh, he ended up going and, and hanging out. Yeah, so we, we had out four people from the U.S. and uh, uh, watch episode. Which episode was it? That I think Paul it was episode was? two that we talked about it. No, or, or, Paul, Paul, oh. Paul was on one of the episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget which. Which that was like three or four, something like that. Uh, yeah, but watch, I think I think it was over the years. Wasn't that one? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. it. That yeah. was episode three then. Yeah. Right? Watch watch DDR over the years if you want to uh, see watch us watch every Paul. single one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. On our YouTube channel. Yeah. They're very good. Very good. Uh, Paul and Hudson are both very good players. Uh, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it looks like we got a lot of people coming for this year. Did you, when you guys were in KC, did you do, uh, did you have like a meetup of like just good DDR players? Yeah, we sort of did case? that. Uh, we went to a uh, popular place in Akihabara. Uh, the Don Quixote, the Leisure Land. Uh, Tokyo Leisure Land 2. Yes. yes. Um, so basically that like Friday night, we all went there and, and played. And that's where I first saw Fems and his crossing over skills. And it was crazy. <laughs> oh, man. I was in awe. And basically couldn't talk to Fems at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, yeah, there were people who were trying to translate the stuff, but I just, he was also very popular, so I didn't get to talk to him there. Oh, really? He yeah. didn't want to talk to you? No, well, I think we, we both understood there was a language barrier between us. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, regardless, it was and fun. Uh, plenty of other people were there. Like Doctor D was there. Yeah, oh, I mean, like I mean, Roger was there. Yeah, um, we all we had a we had a nice crew. It was a lot of fun. Um, but going to be I'm, an even bigger crew this time. Yeah, yeah. seems like it. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. I'll be going. If, if like anyone's it. listening and you really like DDR and you've ever considered going to Japan but you haven't yet, this is a really good excuse because you can go and you can hang out in Japan and you can go there for a specific reason. Because you want to watch the DDR tournament. Yeah, anyone, and, anyone can go to the expo and watch. You have to buy a badge, but it's, like, open to the public. So um, there's plenty of people in the crowd, and uh, it could be one of them could be you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll even organize an SF Evolved meetup at uh, Tokyo Leashland too. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So uh, predictions for this year. What do you think, song, song-wise? song Oh, yeah, so we don't know what the rules are yet. Yeah. Uh, we're, assu- it. we're assuming it's going to be like it has been in the if past. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, probably I mean, going to be the same as last year. It's hard because we have like a sample size of one yeah. now, um, but we can we can try to speculate. I mean, uh, if it's the same exact thing as last year, so two from each region, one wild card. I think uh, Chris is obviously qualifying. I will do my best to qualify as well. Um, from Japan, I think Brosoni is a pretty pretty solid number one. Um, 
from Korea, Fafems is a pretty solid number one. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because like the um like the number two seeds in both of those places are kind of up for grabs. Um because I know Gaho, who was the second seed from Japan last year, he sort of expressed interest uh, in not competing anymore. Oh. Um He's been, he was actually a a former KSC champion uh, in like 2011 or 2013 or something. Uh, I think 2011. And uh, can Dr. D, Dr. D compete? He can. Yeah. Yeah. So he he, he would be part of like other Asia. Yeah. So he's in the same region as Fafems. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) so 513 was the, the, um, second second seed from the rest of Asia, uh, last year. Um, but he unfortunately was probably the weakest of the uh, of the seven players. So, like, I think that spot is like takeable. Um, like, if Doctor D, the thing is, Doctor D doesn't really play that many hard songs, which is mm-hmm. typically the like the qualifiers last year were uh, 16, 17, 18 in one group and seventeen, seventeen, eighteen in the other group. So, you really have to be on the higher end of the spectrum. Like, Doctor D's MA is very, very good. He, he could do the hard stuff. He just needs to do it. Yeah, he just needs. If to you're play. listening, Derek, play the hard stuff. You can you can definitely do it. Yeah, we'd love to see you compete next year or this year. Yeah. So, uh, as far as the the format though, it'd be interesting if they allowed there wasn't spe- like region specific qualifying seeds. If it was just like top seven or top eight. Yeah. Um, from any slot, because basically what happened last year was that Brosoni secured the first seed in Japan and like then didn't really have to try anymore. Yeah. I mean, same um, with the Femmes. So yeah, and so their scores were relatively much lower than the American scores because the Americans kept competing with each other. Yeah. And so there were like six like five probably five or six Americans that were above like the second seeds in mm. Yeah, so well I remember the the spreadsheet there was <clears throat> basically five one three was the tenth best uh, player from all regions yeah and he was like so but he still qualified so i think there were three people paul um maybe matt magden i don't remember there yeah were, or and uh, spencer maybe maybe, maybe yeah though it might have been those three that were higher than 513 but uh lower than hudson who got the third uh the third the wildcard seat i should say yeah um but it is a factor of, like you said, it's it's a different game when you secure first seed and you don't have to do anything for it. Like your score is obviously going to be lower than people who have to like compete. Keep pushing, them. yeah. So like me and Chris were constantly pushing the boundaries of those sets. And that was pretty exciting, honestly. It, it yeah. was it was very uh, heart wrenching to to lose out on the last basically the last day. It's funny how some people had time zone advantages too. Yeah, that's, it was interesting. <laughs> America's such a big country, they didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it would be... what One thing that would immediately be different in that scenario would be that everyone would be competing more. Like, it's you no longer secure a first seed and you're just good to go. Yeah. You have, like, you have to be expecting that anyone can take that spot from you, mm-hmm. not just people in your country or in your region. Yeah. Um, and because we saw, like, the spreadsheet last year and we were, like, monitoring who was where like we know that there would be lots of americans if if like if spots were not gated by regions there would just be a lot of americans in the in like qualifying because their scores in general were higher yeah than, but there is that element of competition yeah i mean i think there could easily be like six of eight be americans probably it's, it's Pro- probably probably five or six maybe yeah, I mean, another thing to keep in mind, too, is that uh, in the last episode we talked, or two episodes ago, we talked, or last episode, we <laughs> talked about uh, Europe uh, joining the game. Oh, yeah, true. Two. So that, that could be another region that gets added. It's possible, yeah. I mean, I would, it would be really interesting to see them get two spots and how that would affect, like, the actual format of the tournament. The tournament, Because yeah. we looked at seven, we are like, how are you going to do a tournament with seven players? Yeah, it was very strange. And, like, okay, you, you do a set of four and you basically take one and then another set of four. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. But like with eight and a wild card, nine, what do you do? Like, are there, is there like a quarterfinals, you know? Mm-hmm. So it does get kind of weird. Um, I mean, with Europe, I mean, maybe that's a good reason to move to just a overall ranking rather than by region. Yeah. Because yeah, otherwise it gets too complicated. Or I mean, maybe they'll just give Europe one slot or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that works. Like in other games, like League of Legends, like, 
do each region have a certain number of slots or are they all even? So at least in League of Legends, um, what tends to happen, there's a, there's a thing called MSI, which is the mid-season invitational. Between seasons, they have a tournament where they basically allow everyone in and uh, the it, like higher placing teams from different, like basically if you do well as a region, you get more slots at Worlds. Uh-huh. So like, for example, uh, like Vietnam did really well at the last mid-season invitational. So they got two slots even though they were a wild card region, they got two slots instead of one. So, like, when one region already went into, like, the group stages and didn't have to play in the qualifiers. Yeah. So, so it's like... It might be sort of a similar... Yeah. I mean, I, they, mean, I mean, so, I mean, to use that example, is that Konami may look at the U.S.'s performance last year yeah. and be like, oh, U.S. Get, maybe gets three slots it's possible, this time. yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So, I mean, again, all speculation, yeah. um, but... Yeah, but as far as songs, I, I think we touched on it last week of maybe... I mean, it, it's really anybody's guess because, as we mentioned, like, Delta Max was, like, years old and they still picked it. So it... it oh, you mean for qualifiers? For yeah, qualifiers, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily going to be just all new stuff. Yeah. Um, so A lot of the new 18s and stuff are unlocks, too. And I don't know if that's, like... That, did, that didn't matter last year. That didn't matter. Yeah, like, Alex, Astro Gazer was one of... Was still, oh, right. like, and, extra exclusive, yeah. basically. New, new Century. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. So I think anything's like we 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 mentioned like neutrino or cozy catastrophe. I could see both easily being on the table. I think neutrino is probably like if I had to make a it's, guess of one song, the, that it's, would be it's really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's like a like a perfect eighteen for the uh, for the qualifiers. Yeah, May May was really interesting last year. Um, yeah, May was the only thing that me and Chris couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but I mean, it, it just as a chart, like it's it's quite simple except for one section. Yeah. So like, both, I think you and Chris were working on specific techniques to maximize EX score. So for those who don't know, EX score, uh, it uh, or KC rather uses what's called EX score rather than the machine score. Yeah. Um. So it just measures marvelous, perfects, and uh, goods without right. and greats. Excuse me. Um, and not misses or anything. It doesn't deduct points for misses, um, really. And well, I think the it doesn't in machine score either. True. But yeah, true. The the important part to note about EX score is that marvelouses count way more uh, in EX score versus machine score. And in, in machine score, marvelouses and perfects are almost identical. Um, but in EX score, marvelouses are worth one and a half times what perfects are. Yeah, it kind of comes down to the philosophy of, like, if two players are going up, up against a song, and one player gets, like, you know, 15 perfects and the rest are marvelous, and the other player gets, like, uh, 34 perfects and the rest marvelous, but then the first player also gets a miss, Yeah. then uh, in machine score, the miss is weighed much heavier, and uh, player one might win in that case. Yeah. Uh, but with EX score, player two would win. Or, sorry, player one yeah. would win. Basic, basically, yeah, you, you get... Um, like, getting one perfect and one great versus someone else getting 99 perfects. You can make the argument that the person who got 99 perfects messed up slightly 99 times. And the person who got a perfect and a great messed up once, kind of, like, very in a very small way, but messed up in a large way once. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. And that, like, with machine score, the person who got 99 perfects, the person who messed up 99 times, will win. But EX score would actually say that the the perfect and a great player would win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah, it is that philosophy, and I think EX score is much better for tournaments. Um, what I disagree with is having 19s as the only basis for who's good at uh-huh. TDR. Yeah, which is what. So the, also the way it worked at during KC is that the songs were uh, the, the way that you got your score was cumulative EX score. So take you know the, the for example in the finals where there are three songs. Take the three songs, take your EX score for each one of those, and sum them up. It has a couple effects. First of all, uh, it doesn't matter like how well you did in comparison to other players, and the songs with more steps uh, Egoism. Weight, weight more mm-hmm. than uh, they matter more than so. Like Dead End Groove Radar Special has like max EX score of like sixteen or seventeen hundred. And egoism is like twenty four hundred, like over twenty four hundred. Mm-hmm. So if you get within uh, like ten ex score on Dead End Groove Radar Special, which is not uncommon because there are fewer steps, yeah, like that doesn't matter nearly as much as losing to Chris by a hundred ex score on egoism. Mm-hmm. So even though they are like, I might place first on Dead End Groove Radar Special, and Chris places second on it. 
and then we switch for egoism, it actually didn't matter. It matters more about how much you win by and not just that you won at all. Yeah. So uh, there was sort of an online, a community-driven online tournament last year called Project Idola uh, that Dr. D essentially ran that instead of doing it that way during the finals, it was it basically awarded points for which position you finished in. Yeah, it still awarded uh, a large amount of a larger number of points for being first, mm-hmm. um, which I also disagree with. But I like 2DX, I think actually, like at KAC, I think 2DX uses that sort of system where, like, and I think this is the right way of doing things where you're ranked like one, two, three, four. So, like, if you are the first place winner, you get four points. And if you are the fourth place finisher in that song, you get one point. Mm-hmm. And then you sum up those points instead so that every song matters just as much. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's a much more fair way of doing it. Yeah, but that's not. But well, it's interesting that Konami has it for some games, but not others. I'm, I'm almost positive that's how. Uh, they may have works. just thought about like, okay, what makes DDR crazy to watch, or like, what makes DDR like, you know, look hard to people who are watching the stream, mm-hmm. and maybe they just came up with that as the answer because of egoism and <laughs> other other yeah. stuff. It's just interesting that it's not only gated, like, even if the songs weren't 17s and up to be selectable, which they were, um, it, people would still have to pick the hardest songs yeah. because they have more steps, mm-hmm. because they have more max EX score. Um, so it's kind of funny that they, like, even make anyone choose at all. Because, like, even in, like, I would have much rather played a 17 in the semifinals. Yeah, that's when I obviously. had to pick a song. I had to pick Machine Evolution because it has a lot more steps. But I would have loved to play Koisadu or something that I, it's easy. I can guarantee beat everyone by like a few perfects. But that doesn't matter as much as beating them by 50 perfects. Mm-hmm. Or, what, what are the uh, EX score, maximum EX scores like for some of the new songs? So we've got, are like, any of the 18s like... It's like Come to Life 18 has a lot of steps. That's true, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of them are over 2,000, like pretty solidly. Um, but like come to life would probably not be a great pick because I feel like everybody would get in about the same range. That's like, you do also have, I I could see it during the qualifier though. Honestly, that would be hype. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I about to play come to life a lot, but yeah, like you also have to, you do want to pick songs that have a greater like range or like variance. Like you want to be, you want to beat someone by 50 perfects. And that's why you don't pick the 17th or something super straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, even though Dead End Groove Radio Special has probably the lowest EX score of any of the 18s and 19s besides maybe NGO, um, that is a good pick because the variance is so high. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really interesting is Endemion Challenge has, like, way over 2,400. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's also insanely hard. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I could see Fafem's picking that pretty easily for his, if he gets a song pick. Um it's interesting. Someone asked me on Twitter today about like, do you think you'll have to learn or practice Endemion for KAC? I was like, I don't know. Depends on whether or not they're selectable by then. Mm. Yeah, because it's if they're be. still in event mode, like quote unquote event mode, uh, like where they're they're locked in a certain way. I don't think they'll be selectable. Yeah, but if they if next month they drop them down to just like regularly playable, just like over the period or anything else. Then yeah, you're gonna. Ha- I'm sure I'm gonna have to play and then yeah. on CSP all the time. Uh, so I'm putting just, my money on that. So just nobody, nobody pass Ace for Aces expert, please, because then that's probably when they'll drop it down. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think Konami. I think Konami has everything scheduled and everything planned, regardless of what the community does. Yeah, because like they they dropped the requirements. Um, like it seemed like when they dropped the requirements and when I passed Ace for Aces on difficult, like they didn't really have seem to have like a correlation. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, but that's again. I just I don't know this, the inner workings of Konami. Um, not yeah. any more than I asked our liaison last year. I was like, "Hey, how's this thing work?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we, yeah, there's a few months to go, and I, I can definitely yeah. see some updates happening since then. I'm I'm excited to play qualifier sets. Yeah, yeah that was fun. really fun last year. Yeah, and uh, that, the qualifying starts in like mid December for everyone. If you want to like compete, we'll obviously be we'll be talking about it in the next coming months. But yeah, like specifically, the, the songs will probably drop at the end of November. The what the qualifying songs are. And then uh, mid, like, I'm, I'm going to guess December 9th because they did it like, they started it basically two months out from KAC last year, like December 12th. And then it was February 12th for mm-hmm. actual KAC. Um, so I'm thinking because JPO, also, this is important information we didn't touch on. 
we don't know when KAC is. We're assuming it's a JPO. And if it, and JPO has been announced for February 9th and 10th uh, at the Makuhari Messe in, in Japan, Tokyo, whatever. Um, if it's still there, then that would lead me to believe that you know, the qualifiers are starting on December 9th or 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be somewhere else. Who knows? I enjoyed the qualifiers uh, just because everybody was kind of playing the same songs yeah. together. which is It's really nice because it updates online yeah. and you can sort of like see, like it's see what... really nice to see where you place. There's no other yeah. real way right now, if you play Ace a lot, to be like, where do I stand? Yeah, it's like, true. Like both in my country and or across the world. Yeah. And so shout outs to Echoes Ferex, uh last year because he had this like awesome spreadsheet that he made that basically like, uh, I don't know if he updated it by hand. But I think it was like he was scraping the data from the because they were like on three separate tabs. Mm-hmm. So he basically aggregated it all together. Yeah, Ko- sh- Konami had their own official ranking on their website. Yeah. But uh, it you can only view each region. region by itself. Yeah. And it didn't have a whole lot of like more detailed information. Yeah. yeah. So he made a really cool spreadsheet that also had, like he had like the songs at the top, like what people got per song, and then also colored them based on uh, like. Who actually had the best, like, who? what What EX score is the best yeah. for, like, this qualifying set? And, like, differences between yeah. the person ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so you could see how much ground you had to make up to move up however many slots. Which yeah. It was definitely riveting watching uh, yeah. Yeah. Chris towards the top. It was awesome. Uh, especially towards the end. Yeah. It's really cool. I, I think I finished, like, 10th in the U.S. last year, but there were, nice. a, lot, there were a lot of people that didn't. That didn't bother because, uh, like, you had to, like, switch your card over. Yeah, I, I had problems with my account, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even Yeah, gonna... so there were a lot of U.S. players that were still, like, technically in the, the Japanese region. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so maybe this year more people will, will switch over. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do... We'll have to do an SF Evolved tutorial thing about oh, yeah. switching your account. Yeah. Because a lot of people... To, the reason you might switch your account... Um, or like you might have your region set to Japan as if you want Pacelli, which a lot of people do for enabling fast and slow. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people like in the tutorials that are online, people are like, okay, just set your region to Japan and deal with the fact that everything's in Japanese. Um, but for you to show up on the American, like the North American ranking, you need to be in North, like have a North American card. Mm-hmm. But it's possible we'll we'll try to do some sort of tutorial. We'll do a about. screencast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we'll have like a giant Windows XP, like or not Windows, like like Windows Seven with like a car and as the background. It's like <laughs> cars. Like, like here today, I'm going to show you how to. Uh, no, you guys switch with... your card over. Hey from, guys, yeah. Hey guys, fun guy here. <laughs> Get a bunch of Internet Explorer toolbars. So yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Stack fifty deep. Uh, all right, well, I think that's it for KAC. So um, yeah, so I thought we'd just talk about what we were working on. Um, so Roger, uh, you were playing in Seattle a bunch. And, uh, yeah, I went to Seattle for a week and uh, played it around one a few times, maybe three or four times. And they've, they've got a great setup. It's They've got their older Japanese or Taiwanese uh, DDR Ace cabinet and a new newer Uniana uh, DDR Ace cabinet and a Pump It Up Prime 2 and a Pump It Up Infinity. And it's just a really great setup for dance games. It's, it's often in a corner by itself. No one's bothering you. Nice. Um, you said there weren't a whole lot of people even playing there, though, the, right? It, it didn't seem like there were a, a ton of people who were playing DDR. And I'm maybe I just went on, on some off times. Uh, but I did meet a few people, and the people I did meet were really nice. Um, while I was gone, I was, I was working on some 15s. I got Trip Machine Phoenix. PFC um, expert. expert. Okay. Still, I'm still working on challenge. It's it's like that one that one sixteenth note at the end. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why people think challenge is easier than expert because it just it seems a lot, a lot more awkward just well, to if you, do. If you play expert on left or right, then yeah, of course, then expert's easier. Yeah, it's it's yeah, challenge is in the middle between Trip Machine Phoenix expert on left. And Trip Machine Phoenix normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course I played it on left. Um, yeah, I had some had some good DDR times. And shout outs to Ben and Chris and Sarah, who I met up with while I was there. And if if you're listening from Seattle, go play more. 
<laughs> yeah. Go play don't, more. Don't let Roger travel there and hog the machine for hours. Yeah. It, it was nice taking machine records, although most of the machine records were Kaze. Were from <laughs> you should have played on the new machine. I, I did I did some of that. Just just what? to get your name on there? Yeah, what? but I also, you know, I wanted to take some Hudson scores, so that was good. <laughs> uh, ooh, a competition. I like yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Seattle players tweeted us. Just say, hey, what's up? <laughs> I was like, what are they tweeting? <laughs> So Jeff hasn't been playing very much, I guess. But I've uh, been playing in the groove. Playing, yeah. What are you doing on in the groove? I'm just trying to get my stamina up. Trying to play hard songs. Is that to help with your 19s on yeah. DDR? Yeah. I mean, I think we were talking about this a little bit last week, but just like the number of like if I want to practice 220 BPM foot speed, which is required for endemion and egoism, mm-hmm. um, my choices are play endemion or egoism or eight to eight, or uh, play in the groove where there's a lot of songs that are 220 BPM, or 215, or 210, or 230, or whatever. So I can, like, I think that context around the BPMs is necessary. Like, you need to understand what 210 is, and you need to understand what 230 is to understand how to time 220. It's not, like, I think about anything higher than 200 basically is fast right now. (laughs) Yeah, same. And, like, I understand the difference between 190 and 180. Like, I don't understand the difference between 200 and 220. That's a good point. And so I'm trying to, I'm just hoping that by, I'm going to talk to Chris a little bit about this. And, you know, he basically tried to give me the advice of, like, if you play hard stuff for, like, two months straight, you'll get really good at video. (laughs) I mean, it's like a tautology, right? If you can practice something, you'll get good at it. But I think that's one thing that I missed out from in the groove a little bit was I sort of quit right around the time that things started getting really fast. Mm. And, um, like I was still playing officials back when no one was, um, so, cause they're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are good. Um, so like, I'm actually, I'm trying to like backfill a little bit. Like I, I think Chris is a really strong player because he played in the groove for so long and, um, really like hit a stride in that game that I haven't hit yet. And so I'm hoping that I can just play a lot of in the groove and get like my stamina up so that I can, cause I think a lot of, a lot of it is also MA mm-hmm. just like I need to not be tired throughout the entirety of egoism right now. I have like, I've had a white combo through the first run of egoism of challenge, like the, like 200 steps in, which is not easy, but it's also means that I'm drained at the end of it. Like yeah. I, I use all my energy MAing the hell out of that run. And then you get to the slowdown, and I'm just like, I can't do the 24ths because they're too fast and I'm too tired. So are you practicing, like, 200 BPM songs with uh, East Coast FA, too? Yeah, I'm doing it on the, the East Coast FA, like the FA+, plus, whatever you want to call it. Timing um, windows, yeah. Basically just, like, stricter timing windows. That's less because um, I'm, like, trying to get my accuracy up. It's more just because it's, like, a cool... I like knowing how accurate I am. Like, yeah. It's cool to know that, like, oh, I can get, you know, five white Fantastics on a song that I used, like, I can quad on command. Like, it's nice getting that, like, extra level of... Um, granularity. Granularity, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I am playing, like, I'm starting off, like, trying to play the songs in the Dragon Force pack mm. a little bit. Because um, those were, like, what I remember as being super hard. <laughs> and uh, those are usually, like, they usually cap out at around 200. And then once I sort of finish that pack, uh, I kind of want to go in some more of, like, the speed core... Not that I like speedcore that much. <laughs> oh, I like speedcore. But, uh... It's intimidating, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, a lot of those songs are just really, really hard, and I need to learn how to be able to stream, you know, a 210 BPM song for 32 measures, and that's just never something that I've done with any yeah. degree of success. I actually can't even do it on the keyboard. <laughs> um, I'd probably be better at doing 220 on on the pad than on yeah. the keyboard. So yeah, no, I, I actually am, too. Yeah, I can't, I can't stream very much on... Um, keyboards, keyboards. yeah arms get tired it's yeah. just oh yeah. much rather use my feet and my entire body which is weird yeah yeah it's weird to think about that i mean my fa is better on machine than it is on stepmania these yeah, days anyway exactly. mine too yeah so that's what i've been working on but um it's nothing nothing interesting to show for like the ddr side of things but i do think no it's encouraging though to hear about uh playing itg to to get over that because there's a lot of people we get a lot of questions too. yeah i i I should probably be doing that too yeah like hearing what you said about like why comboing egoism and then being too tired to do it afterward yeah i think i i I definitely approach hard songs with like the ma attitude exactly and it's it's hard to get out of that mindset because i'm like okay well i can sdp pretty much everything that's 15 and under Mm -hmm. so surely if i Put all my energy into MAing this 18. It's yeah. going to turn out well. No, yeah. it doesn't. Turn yeah, out I well. mean, you really got to like pace yourself. It's, yeah. it's a totally different way to play the game. Yeah, and you have to like turn off that part of your brain that says like 
Oh no, I got a great. It's I, hard to I, do I should, that. I, I don't like now. seeing it. I should stop playing. Oh yeah, it's that's honestly one of the biggest hurdles that I've had to overcome is like, okay, when I get a miss or a great, like just keep playing. Yeah. Because I like I know, especially I know what I was capable of. We talked about this last episode, but like it's just so hard to like think back and be like, man, like I wouldn't have gotten a great there or a miss there in the past. And like breaking out of that mentality meaning like just just pass it. Mm-hmm. Like just get through it. And you can always improve it later. And that's a lot of how I think about like lamping stuff. Like Mm -hmm. just get, you know, get your blue lamp, whatever. If you, then like you can always come back and get a great, great full combo or PFC. Like don't worry about it. Just play it once. That way you know what your score is and you know where you stand and how you can improve. Yeah. So. So what about you, Dylan? What have you been working on? Running? Running, yes. (laughs) Yeah. So is running. I'll be a lot happier. Yeah. Is running helping you with DDR at all? Uh, I don't. I don't know totally um i think it I, has been for me i i think i think it maybe too I, soon to tell yeah I and mean, we really haven't been training all that much but i think it might help it helped warm me up a lot last week because i really only played like six songs after we went and ran six miles but like i played like a couple itg 12s and i really wasn't getting as tired as i was i mean despite the fact that like i was already very tired but yeah. um something about I was just like really loose and and just going off I guess I mean, maybe all the adrenaline still pumping through yeah I think yeah. And, I mean, and we ate like a pint of ice cream <laughs> yeah so but it was also like I I honestly do think that I've seen like after training like have, having those few runs and then playing some Dragon Force stuff like the scores were night and day yeah like, I, I was getting like high ninety eights on like a thirteen and then I fec'd through the fire and flames so fifteen I got like. 9968 hmm. which is just like crazy to me so like i honestly think like there's there's obviously all these correlations that exist and it's just like how you want to spend your time like if i had spent the, that hour running playing really hard stuff would i have gotten just as good would i yeah. you know it's hard I, to tell i th- i think it it might it certainly doesn't help or rather doesn't hurt at all yeah. um i mean it physically hurts yeah. but um, <laughs> it doesn't hurt like cardio i mean i don't think it's gonna make my legs move better but um i think at least stamina wise um like breathing and things like that yeah Um, overall energy perspective yeah just just kind of yeah overall the mental side too like you know being able to block out the pain yeah basically dealing with the adrenaline and all that getting slightly uncomfortable that's my problem (laughs) with hard songs i I get slightly uncomfortable i'm like yeah Yeah. i mean because most of the time when i'm playing on ddr itg and i get tired it's not like it's not my my breathing stamina i guess like my i don't know it's like my legs get tired yeah yeah um my mind gets tired i'm just like i can't i can't pay attention anymore yeah so i think there's there's sort of different aspects of it um so i don't know i i'm gonna keep running after this um i want to as well yeah yeah i might dial it back from 10k to do some more 5ks um it's a little bit short. I want to. I want to work on going running faster for shorter distances. So I think that might actually help more with dance games than than mm-hmm. longer. Unless uh, you're streaming. Yeah. yeah unless, unless you're doing the, the yeah, shower let, mega mixes. Yeah, and I want to play last trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think after the race this Sunday, I'm gonna try and get back into playing DDR more. It's just it, like literally running, and then my legs are it's like my, are my it, shins are in pain <laughs> in pain for the next like five days like i i just now like felt better today and now yeah, yeah well yeah like, everybody's probably curious to hear if it helps in the yeah long i don't i mean i think it's a little too close to or too soon to say for me but in general i'm just maybe it's just because i'm more active but i just feel yeah. better like i felt really good on saturday i had like a really good in the group session where i was just like i played hard stuff and didn't want to die yeah it's <laughs> good to know um did we want to touch on step maniacs um uh, Oh, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so we had a question actually about Step Maniacs. So that'll be a good uh, segue into our question segments. Sure. Actually, I want to talk about what I was working on. Nobody, oh, nobody I'm asked sorry, me, James. Nobody asked me. I'm what sorry. I was. Go well, ahead. You're the host, so you got to ask yourself. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So actually, I, I thought it'd be a fun thing to talk about too because um, I found myself uh, getting stuck in a rut, which I know um, some other players have been getting stuck into too, um, which is playing too many 15s and 16s. I think. Um, so like uh, for a long time, I, I just, that's all I played at the arcade. Cause we, we've talked many times about how that's kind of the sweet spot, uh, of DDR. Uh, but I've been ignoring a ton of really great, uh, songs, especially like really good 12s 
and uh, 13 and stuff like that. So, um, actually, Tap Set of the Week has been encouraging me to try, um, you know, not 15s and 16s, which has been good. Uh, yeah, and then also playing a lot of Extreme, too. So back, cool. back on extreme, trying to get uh, Tsuguru again, which I feel like I'm really close on now. Uh, so been practicing very different between Ace got fixed in DRS. It's so hard. So it's yeah. much different. It than, is different, uh, yeah. Than in the extreme days. Yeah, a whole different set of challenges, really. So um, that's been pretty fun to work on. I think it's making me better at Ace too. Just you know, stricter timing, yeah. or I guess being or having to pay attention a little bit more to uh, the way that your steps sound. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to relying so much on Ace with the, you know, perfect window or um, early, late indicators. Yeah. Anything like that. So you have to be a lot more in tune. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the question that we want to talk about was uh, somebody asked something about Step Maniacs. Sylvian Haunter. Sylvain Haunter. Sylvain, sorry. Sylvain AH on Twitter um, asked us, uh, did any of you try Step Maniacs, the new game by Kyle Ward? And what were, what are your impressions? So Jeff actually went to... Magfest this year. Uh, so why don't you tell us what you think about Set Maniacs? Did you play it at all? I did not play okay. it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's fun. It is. It's interesting. Like I like more panels. Like the center panel seems fun. Um, the song selection was pretty good. I didn't like that. It's like the monitors mounted like with the same frame as like the pads too. So the monitor kind of like shakes around and flaps around while you're playing. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I think Kyle said that he, he was going to work on trying to fix that for the newer models. Yeah, I think there's like, there might be like another beam that comes out of the back of the monitor that sort of like stabilizes on the ground. It also means you can't adjust its distance from the pads, right? Yes. That's a little frustrating. Um, but and, and the touchscreen part was a little weird because you're kind of sweaty. <laughs> and uh, that's not the greatest. But overall, like I had a good time just like trying it out. Um, the interface is pretty cool. Well, they... There's some Eurobeat in there, which is great. Excellent. It's, makes me happy. Um, but yeah, I think I think more uh, might come from like I'm I'm really interested in like the nine panel stuff that's brewing. Um, impulse platforms and the uh, Kyle's pads as well support it. So I think it'll be really cool to like I really want to play like nine panel charts. I think it'll be fun. So that's the question that I have is do you think that uh, Kyle Ward's like, you know, original work in Step Maniacs is going to be popular or do you think it's just going to become a platform for um, Step Mania, essentially? Well, I don't think that the game can go anywhere because it's not targeted at arcades. It's targeted at like fitness centers. But there's going to be private owners, too. Right? Yeah, but I don't there's not really going to be a competitive scene, I don't think, because mm it's gated by, like, gyms and stuff. Like, it's yeah, not, true. like... It's not the same sort of experience as going into an arcade. I don't feel like In the Groove right now, though, is, is mostly... But it started games. off in the arcades. That's true. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the, the competitive scene, while we pay attention to it a little bit, um, it's not that big. I mean, there's more players who are playing DDR Ace now because than, than people who are playing In the Groove. Because it's in Just arcades. because there's more machines. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess I we'll see. Yeah I, yeah, I think it. Yeah, one of our friends here is getting a, a Step Maniacs uh, full like machine and everything. So um, I don't I don't know when it's expected to actually get here. But it's November, you know, November. We, should, we should do a video actually. Yeah, that'd be of, cool. Yeah, there's I have a few videos on my YouTube channel as well, my personal YouTube channel, Funga. Well, we should do a video of us like actually talking about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just like if you want like a sneak preview, like what the interface looks like or anything, or the song list. Yeah, check out my video. But yeah, we should, we'll we'll try to do. Like you could probably like capture the game line out or something. Have a cool little stream going on. Yeah, that'd yeah. Cool. So, um, yeah, we'll try and do that in the future. Um, whenever the machine actually gets here. Yeah, I, I think if I I hope that something comes of it, which is what happened with in the groove last time, where DDR died, and then Konami saw in the groove, and they were like, oh, I guess we have to do something now. So they made Supernova, and that wasn't Supernova wasn't that great, but it did motivate them and. Ace is already good, and if they see a bunch of people talking about Step Maniacs and buying Step Maniacs cabinets, then maybe they'll just double down on on the U.S. market. And then they'll sue Kyle Ward again. They're different. They're in different markets, though. I think it's a little bit different this time around. They're not like actively competing against. Yeah, I mean, I I get that in theory. Yeah, but in practice, there's going to be a lot of overlap. That's true. It's possible. We'll have to see where where it shakes out. More dance games, more better. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, I would like to take the opportunity to congratulate Soup on um, his or her first P 
PFC. Yeah, and it was on Celebrate Night Oni. Ooh, yeah. my Which suggestion. Is, that was, that was Jeff's yeah. suggestion last week. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations. Keep it up. It's you know, there's going to be a lot more PFCs from here. Yes. Yeah, they need to start that, flowing in after they, like number ten or so. Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. I, actually, I think number one. I, yeah. And that's I mean, definitely not the easiest thing to PFC. No, yeah. it's not. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah thirty nine perfects too. Nice job. Uh, so I guess so. We actually have a couple of questions. A lot of people are asking about how to get better at hard stuff. Um, so we have one person, um, Synergy Blitz, uh, says he plays pump mainly doubles. I'm wondering what's the best way to get used to highish level DDR charts, uh, 17s and onwards. I suck at reading gimmicks currently, and there's no ace near me. Um, and I want to try some DDR charts. Uh, and then we also, I just wanted to combine these questions too. We had another person, um, Perugia DDR. Asking, I've been doing 18s for a bit, and I can't do them anymore, struggling with scoring. Uh, what should I do to get out of this? So th- those are both questions kind of about how to work your way up to hard songs. Uh, 18s, sounds like mostly 18s. As far as the gimmicks go, what what you really need to do is learn the gimmicks. And the easiest way to do that is play Step Mania, especially if you don't have an ace cab around. Like That's really your only option. You're going to have to play Step Mania and... I recommend playing songs on C mods so you can learn the rhythm, like, I don't know, C600 or something. Yeah. Learn the rhythm and then go back to the normal one and then try and do it the right way. Um, That's how I learn songs is I just play them over and over again on C mods until I memorize how it sounds and then play it normally. Yeah. I I want to say Synergy Blitz, too. Also, it's good that you're playing pump doubles because I think that'll help a lot with stamina. Uh, and at least reading really fast. Yeah, everyone I know who's, who's good at pump double is like good at DDR hard stuff. So yeah. it'll work. Yeah, so I think it's just reading. And the, the nice thing about uh, you know DDR compared to ITG and and for some, in some ways pump too is the fact that you can um, study these charts at home. And there's not that many 18s and 19s. So um, load them up in Step Mania. Yeah, and if you need some guidance on. Um sort of what order to go in if, you, if you're just breaking into 17s or 18s or whatever it may be, uh, drcommunity.com has a, a, a tier listing. Um, some of it is subjective, but uh, for the most part, it gives you a good idea of what the lower end 17s or lower end 18s are. Uh, so you can look at those and, you know, start there and then kind of move your way up. That's really good advice, actually, yeah. Because it, it can be really discouraging if you play an 18, any 18. Yeah, that, like, I mean, ah. that's, that's the problem I have with, like, other music games. And I was talking to somebody about Oliver, I think, uh, the other day about, you know, I, I was playing U-Beat, and it's like, oh, I can do some 10s now, but, like, I literally don't, you know, don't know which 10s are easy, don't know which 10s are hard, because yep. that's the top of the difficulty cap. So <laughs> yep. it, there there's a, a wide range there. So at least for, for DDR, um, having somewhere... To something to go off of mm-hmm. um it's nice to have that list so yeah uh, it's just at ddr you, you can google like ddr community tier list yeah um so we have another question from uh chad the chillist um could you discuss the benefits or drawbacks of crossing over versus double stepping it's definitely a hot topic um low speeds are no brainers but high speeds double stepping is crazy and uh he was talking about a couple of good double stepping examples like jeff's psc of uh, astrogazer on challenge and uh Chris's PFC of Max Period Challenge and Tohoku Evolved. Um, so, Jeff, do you have anything to say about double stepping? Yeah, I have a lot to say about double stepping. <laughs> um, okay, so this is it's a really complicated subject because, especially with Chris, Chris has like trained himself to be able to double step really, really well, and I think it hurts him on stuff like May where he can't double step. Like he he has like four 18s left or three 18s left, and May is one of them. And, like, pretty much everyone else, Brosoni, Fafams, Kaze, yeah. like, they all have May already. Even, like, Luke posted uh, a video. Luke Swagman, he posted a video on Twitter of him do, him PFCing the run. Paul could have had it, and then at the very <laughs> end, he gets greats in, like, the gradual slowdown. Oh, man. So, like, if you want to take the path of, like, extreme double-stepping, um, then I think you have to go into it knowing that, like, it is a crutch that May... Uh, exhaust its usefulness at a certain point yeah and you know it's like you may be able to do it at 180 like chris can but uh you hit 200 and it's actually impossible so like i and i did it in astrogazer mostly because that was like my fourth time playing the chart <laughs> and i i didn't actually read that part right 
I wouldn't like. I'm not gonna like say that that is a like a, a model to go by. It's also only like 154 or 157 or something. So it's actually not that fast compared to a lot of the other ones. Yeah. Um. So I would say in general, like if you want to be really really good good at the game, and I'm thinking about Fafems when I'm saying this, like you need to learn how to cross over, and it's only when you learn how to cross over and how to do it properly and what the sort of tr- personal trade-offs are that you can decide, okay, I'm actually more accurate more of the time by double-stepping this or something. Um, like, the Fems doesn't have any problems crossing over. He just does it, and it's incredible to see. And it means that he's good at the hard charts that require that. Um, whereas, like, if you go into it thinking, like, oh, I can't do it by crossing over, maybe I'll try double-stepping, like, that is going to eventually wear out its use, and you're going to like run into a problem where you can't get over it by double stepping. It's very situational. Like even yeah, even within yeah. a same song, um, same BPM or whatever, just depending on what the pattern is, you may be able to cross it over, or you may be able to double step it in one part of the song but not another. Yeah. Um, it's it's very situational. Like even when I played Astrogazer Challenge, um, I think I got like seven grades. I didn't PFC it, but um, looking back and watching my video, there were times where I double stepped where I probably shouldn't have, but it was like my third time playing the chart. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I think it really depends on what your goal is. Like if you're, if you're getting too tired crossing over, um, of course it's better to work on crossing over and building up your stamina to be able to do that. But like short term, if you're just trying to pass something, you could save some energy by not crossing over. Which is, which is the main, I think the, the biggest trade-off is that uh, it may not be as accurate, but you expend less energy generally. Yeah. Also, this comes up over and over again, but what works for other people may not work for you. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think, yeah, I just think the biggest thing to think about here is what is kind of along the lines of what Jeff just said, where he was saying like, you know, if, if you're looking at the problem, like I can't do it this way, so I'm going to try this like this hack basically, or this like kludgy way of doing it. Like the, the attitude of saying I can't X. So I'm going to try this other way of kind of fudging it. Like if you get into the habit of doing that with this, then you're going to do that with a bunch of other stuff. And what you're going to end up with over, over time is a bunch of those things, a bunch of different hacks. And do you really want your skill to be based on a series of hacks or, you know, grinding out the right way of doing it. So there's there's an interesting thing there, though, that uh, I think is really interesting because from a very competitive standpoint, like, you want to do whatever is best. Like, you want to optimize locally in a lot of ways. Of like, like, when I'm putting something on mirror, like, part of that is, like, this is just a better patterning for me. Or if I put it on left or something, this is just better patterning. Why go through all the trouble of doing it the hard way when I can do it the easy way and get a better score. So there, like, I feel like there's a balance there. Yeah, you definitely. Wanna, you want to hack the game in like the, the, you know, not the actual sense, but like the, in the, like the ideological sense, it just enough uh, to make us so that you're like getting the most use out of whatever you're doing, but you don't want to do it too much such that you like create these pitfalls for yourself that you're going to fall into later. Like, I'm bad at Scooby Doo's, the yeah. the Afronova cross, the Afronova crossovers that start at really really high BPMs. Um, I'm bad at them when they start on up arrows, like basically like left up right, left down right. So I flip that on mirror to make it so that it starts on down and then I can do them. Um, but if the song has both, but if the song has both, then I'm screwed. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make little local optimizations sometimes, like to just like snow prism. Just throw that on mirror because all the up arrows become down arrows, and I'm just much happier that way. But if there is a song that has both of them, I'm going to eventually get screwed by it. Yeah, so, just don't dig yourself yes. into a hole. So, yeah. like Ro- Roger was saying about like hacks, like if you learn a very specific way to do a specific pattern in a specific song, like you can do that, but that doesn't necessarily make you better at the game as a whole. Yeah. Whereas if you just learn to do Scoobies properly, like if you if you practice them, that you can do Scoobies at one ninety or whatever, like you can apply that skill to all the other songs rather than every time having yeah. to try and come up with like this weird convoluted way of like, Oh, I'm going to 
double step going into this crossover, mm-hmm. whatever. Like exactly, like it it works in that very specific scenario, and you may be able to get that score once. Yeah, your consistency will yeah. suffer. Yeah. Also, I, you might you might be like going for a full combo and uh, being content with greats, but then later on when you're trying to PFC it. It, sudden, it may not work out. It's exactly. not working anymore. Yeah. So yeah. it's there's definite trade-offs and it's it's very personal and it's very situational. It yes. is, yeah. Yeah. Um so we got another good question too, um, from uh Des Pispenser, uh mm-hmm. asking, How important is it to step loudly? I imagine it uh off sync songs it may be more helpful than other times, but I'm not sure past that. I know most top players step loudly, and in games like 2DX it's very important to press loudly. Uh and I'm struggling to make my steps louder. Well, I think it really depends on uh, what skill level you're at, actually. I, think, I mean, um, again, it's a matter of preference. Like, our friend Tyler and Sappy even steps ridiculously loudly. Yeah. Um, or, whereas I don't think I really do. Um, but I think... Of course, Sappy and Tyler are better than Roger, me, so... I, Roger and I actually both uh, tell beginner players to step loudly. And uh, it's, it's not so much... We're not like trying to enforce our personal preference for for playing on them, but it's it's more like uh, it does help with your accuracy a little bit more because I think it's more like it's intentional. Yeah, if if you're just starting to get good or if you're just starting out, you probably need to step loudly because yeah. you need to hear yourself for the feedback, just so you can tell whether you're matching up with the song. If you can't hear yourself, then you can't hear whether what you're doing matches up with the bass drum, and that's really what the point is. Um, also, stepping loudly means you're thinking about stepping. And the more you're thinking about stepping, the better you're going to be at stepping. It's really just a good idea to it's step a loud. personal assist tick. Yeah. Personal assist tick. Well, although I, I more strongly agree with that second point than the first point. I think yeah. uh, I'm not really stepping loudly to hear myself, but I am stepping loudly just to make sure that it's intentional. Yeah. It kind of puts your brain on another, on another thing. So actually, it doesn't really matter if you can't hear yourself. It might be working for you if you're stepping, if you're trying to step loudly anyway. Yes. I mean, something that plays into that is uh, we get questions about shoes, but this is kind of a specific thing is that like, I feel like some shoes, whatever the bottom material or the construction of the shoes, like click louder than others. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, like Pumas, like Puma Speedcats and stuff have a much more like crisp, hard sound rather than like Nikes that are more squishy um, and may have sort of a softer sound. I'm going to just go off the rails a little bit by disagreeing with, like, telling new players to step. Like, I, I, I agree with the point about, I, I think stepping deliberately is important, is the most important part. I think, I, I see too many players focusing so much on hitting the arrows loudly, and they're actually, like, their personal assistic is off. And yeah, that makes sense. Like, you should not be listening to your own feet if you are not good enough to... Like, be that assistic. You should be listening to the song, which is the only thing that you should be listening to that ma- like, that actually influences your score. Yeah, I'd like, agree with that. So, uh, yes, top players step loudly. It's because top players can step, like, precisely on the beat every time. Um, if you are focused, like, you want to be deliberate to the point that, like, you're hitting every arrow with intent. I agree with that. But the, the sound it makes is, like, secondary to, like, the actual goal there. So I, I just... I disagree slightly with what was said. But no, what, what you're saying makes sense. I, yeah. I'll, I'll revise my opinion to, to that one. <laughs> <laughs> just, Whatever he said is what yeah. I agree with. Let's just all agree with Jeff. I'm afraid I'd still have to disagree because I'm going to say that like uh, the only way you'll know that you're off is if you can hear yourself. I mean, you the game get, tells you when you're off. I know the game you get, tells you. You do you get, get great. You get visual feedback too, but I think that the uh, the negative reinforcement uh, goes beyond visual. I think you also need to feel it and you need to hear it too. That may be so true. Like, I, I, but I never, I never grew up playing. I was like 110 pounds or 120 pounds when I started playing, and I never once thought to myself like I should be hitting harder. Like I was tiny and I couldn't hear my own steps, and I did just fine. Well, it's very anecdotal evidence. Yeah, I think once again your mileage may vary. It's but, uh, yes, that is obviously true. But if you if you are trying to step louder, my advice to you is to make sure that you're flat foot as well. Yeah. Um, that, again, that helps some that people, helps. and that some people prefer to play on toes, and that's okay. I think we got a question but, about double regarding flat footing. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Find that. E- e- easy answer is play. Doubles is easier to play on your toes, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so that was VGN Zencom says, when you're playing doubles, do you think it's better to heel and toe or to use your toes? 
Yeah. Gen- generally toes. It, it's you're, a lot. You're going to have to. Yeah. You're moving way too much that, uh, yeah. You, I mean, if you're good, like for fems, then yes, you can pl- use your heels and be amazing. Yeah. But if you're like anyone else <laughs> or even Takasuke is one of the best doubles players and he plays like exclusively on his toes. Like, I think you can get pretty far just on your toes. Um, it does, it requires a lot more technique and a lot more practice to play on your heels and toes. Yeah. Um, because there's such a wide, like you have to be aware of where you are at all, at all times. Um, oh yeah, that's right. One more thing, uh, before we go is we have our set of the week, which, uh, hopefully you've been looking forward to. Um, so I'm going to start off with mine. Uh, my pick for set of the week is daily lunch special, um, expert. So or any difficulty. Or any difficulty, I guess, yeah, but particularly the expert, I think, is... Uh... Well, we said last week that for, for players who may not be able to do the expert, people can play the whatever, same, difficulty. whatever, difficulty, yeah, whatever difficulty they're, they're most comfortable Which, on. Which, it's actually a very topical song, because uh, we're talking a lot about fast songs, and it's a, it's a pretty fast song, yeah, too. Yeah, it's I think it's 205, right? So it's, uh, it's a little fast, it, it'll keep you on your toes, get it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's a, it's a good 14 on Expert, but uh, I haven't played the Difficult or the uh, the Light, but I'm, I'm, either way, it's a fast song and it's a good, good one to practice, I think. So, uh, yeah, D, DL, DLS. Daily <laughs> Lunch Special. And my, my choice is Silver Platform, I Want to Get Your Heart <laughs> from Supernova 2. And I think that song actually originally came from a CS version. Um, but either way, it's it's really good. And it's it's got some weird rhythms. It's kind of a little bit off sync, and uh, I like stuff like that. So there's, <laughs> there's a theme stuff. going on. Um, <laughs> fucked up garbage. That's, that's your favorite. Big, stupid guitar song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my pick is uh, Setsuna Trip, uh, which is from DDR 2014. It's also in Pump It Up. It's yes. also in... She knew them? It's, it's in a lot of music games. It's a very good song. It's a license. license. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 14... The 11s, I think there's 11 for it or 10 for it's actually really fun too. So play the Yeah, go, too. go for that. But yeah, I mean, the thing I always remember about it is at the end, there's there's some crossover. There's yeah, a couple there's of crossovers. <laughs> yeah, so uh, have fun with that. But it's a really good song. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very good song, which is, I get it stuck in my head all the time, even though I can't. It's also good to practice for that that kind of crossover stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's what, one... 145. Yeah. Cause the rest of the song isn't that hard. Yeah. That, that's what I was going to say about earlier is like most, most the rest of the song's not anything super memorable, but the, Oh, I disagree. I think. Yeah. I mean, it's a very good song, but, but yes, the, the ending, the ending is, uh, what will probably get people. So that's my recommendation. Um, just really quick to shout out some people that, uh, posted their scores from last week. Uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, soup P on Twitter. Uh, damn Daniel. Uh, Wicked Fedora. And, um, oh, James. James posted his. Um, PFC said. PFC said. That's Hey-o. nice. Uh, Telperion was um, back on his doubles shit um, <laughs> by playing it on, by playing the set on double. Had some things to say about Jeff's pick last week. <laughs> well, it's a tragedy struck, but he will live to fight another day. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So I, I assume the double chart also has some interesting patterns at the end. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Henry Lee posted, um, uh, almost got a double A plus on uh, Ayakashi, which was my pick. So congratulations, oh. Henry. Um, Alexander posted his. Man, we got a lot of people. Yeah. Keep them coming, guys. It's really fun to see this. Yeah. Uh, Hopeless, Brittany, Roger, uh, Jeff Sledgenowski. Oh, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Sledge. Sledge. Back, on, back on it. Yeah. So, um Lots of people. Um, yeah, so as is the case with every week, um, if, if you saw, we had, we had a graphic last week that had the song jacket, so I hope that helps some people. But yeah, tweet at us with uh, your scores or send them Facebook. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm hyped to play it. It was, it, was, it was really fun, actually, just having kind of like a mini KAC set to, to practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just like seeing everybody's scores come in, too. That was pretty fun. Um, all right, yeah, I think that will actually do it this time. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening, and... Thank Thank you you for playing. playing.